All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. I don't understand how people could accept this. Tommy Sayer, I'm sorry, it's insulting. Not only did he play with a tribute band of kids, he's imitating Ace in his entire act. It's an Ace imitation. Let me let me put it in, in the simplest terms. In this case, this guy is a wannabe, has always been a wannabe, and desperately wants attention and to be taken seriously. and weak. What asshole? What? Who are you? Where do you come from? This guy's such a big man over here. Are you listening to me? I'll put it right up your ass. Breaking news. Paul Stanley versus D. Snyder. Ding, ding. Today, I'm joined by two fellow KISS fans. One from the incredible KISS FAQ podcast. Welcome Julian Gill once again to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Ken. So glad to have you here, and we are so glad that the KISS FAQ podcast is doing its thing. It's a great, positive KISS podcast, and I love that it's out there, and you're doing it upright. You have a great bunch of guys over there, and we are glad to kind of do this mini crossover, if you will. 
we look forward to doing more of them with you in the future but this is kind of like a flash episode if you will just to get this up and speaking of getting it up we are also joined by BJ Cramp how are you doing sir I'm doing well Ken thank you do you want me to edit that part out about the getting <laughs> get up um I'm I'm doing very good BJ but sadly things are not well on the internet the internet was broken recently when the star child Paul Stanley went up against the Widowmaker, D. Schneider. And it seems like people like Chris Jericho and Eddie Trunk and, you know, they're having these podcasts and these shows on TV and on radio where they interview rock stars. And I'll just say this up front, folks. Uh, if you expect rock stars to act like adults, you're probably barking up the wrong tree. That's just my opening salvo on this whole thing. I feel it's kind of sad that it's come to this because I love Kiss and I love Twisted Sister to a lesser degree. I do not run a Twisted Sister podcast, for example, but they were a part of my musical collection as is Kiss and it's sad that these guys just can't get along. Julian Gill, what are your thoughts on this controversy? You know what, I think the saddest part is watching your heroes get old to become infirm and senile and have dementia setting in because the first thing that really comes to mind with both Dee and Paul is a couple of grumpy old men shouting, get off my lawn at kids. You know, it's going on about irrelevancies. And I got I to gotta hand it to the other podcasts um, or whatever it was, uh, Eddie Trunk's show for really shit-stirring this issue again because it's just one that uh, we don't seem to be able to get rid of. Yeah, it does seem to cling on, and uh, that, but that's a whole different Star Trek uh, podcast. BJ, what are your thoughts initially on Paul versus D? Well, I'm a huge Twisted Sister fan, uh, top 10 band of all time for me ever since I was probably about 12 years old. Um. And I remember, I, f I followed the whole, there was a whole thread that happened when D. Snyder insulted Doug Aldrich. Did you guys follow that? I, yes. And I think these Kiss comments were related to that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he went on Eddie Trunk's podcast and apologized to Doug Aldrich because he was complaining about these bands that go out on tour calling themselves whatever and maybe they have one original member. But, you know, there's a big difference... Doug Aldrich was just the new guitar player in Whitesnake. Tommy Thayer in Kiss is something entirely different. So while I completely disagreed with what Dee Snyder was saying in reference to Doug Aldrich, I do pretty much completely agree with what Dee Snyder said about Kiss, about the current lineup of Kiss, and how they're conducting themselves. Well, let's read this bit. This is from Blabbermouth.net. Kiss leader Paul Stanley has called Dee Snyder, quote, a wannabe, after the Twisted Sister frontman referred to the current KISS lineup as, quote, insult. During a recent appearance on Eddie Trunk's show, Snyder criticized Stanley and KISS bassist Gene Simmons for having current KISS members Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer dress up as Peter Chris and Ace Fraley's respective Spaceman and Catman personas. Dee told Trunk, I don't see how people could accept this. Tommy Thayer, I'm sorry. It's insulting. Not only did he play in a tribute band of KISS, He's imitating Ace in the entire act. 
Snyder went on to bash Thayer for allegedly copying Ace's stage moves. He said, Oh my God, that's disgraceful. When Kiss replaced Ace and Peter, and they brought in guys, Eric Carr, Vinnie Vincent, who had their own makeup and their own thing, that was acceptable. That was awesome. They were their own characters. Paul Stanley got an opportunity to respond to Snyder during an interview for Chris Jericho's Talk is Jericho podcast. He said, well, let me put it in the simplest terms. In this case, this guy is a wannabe, has always been a wannabe, and desperately wants attention and to be taken seriously, and that will never happen because he's obviously clueless. He and his whole band are a bunch of buffoons. <laughs> Once again, I go to my original statement. If you're expecting rock stars to act like adults, you're barking up the wrong tree. So, I know that Twisted Sister have said things about Kiss in the past. I know that uh, there were times that J.J. French has spoke about Gene being uh, cheap and always looking out for the money. Yet, if you watch an episode of The Metal Show where Twisted Sister was a guest... D. Snyder would make the same kind of comments about how J.J. French was making sure that every Twisted Sister t-shirt was an actual, authentic Twisted Sister t-shirt, not a bootleg. So that was always kind of funny to me. Now, for a band who whose motto and mantra was uh, trying to find a drummer who would do anything to make it, it seems kind of weird that Paul is saying this about D being a wannabe who desperately wants attention. I mean, aren't we all wannabes who desperately want attention if you're in a band? Yeah, he's, he's totally stating the obvious with D Snyder, isn't he? You know, look at the, the, the shock, the schlock that Twisted Sister did is pretty much the same thing Kiss had done just a very few years earlier, if you think back to when Twisted Sister really got all glammed up. So, yeah, score one for the Star Child. Very obvious. <laughs> BJ? Well, sure, but did D. Snyder say what he said about Kiss to get attention? And I would say no, uh, clearly not. He said it because, I, you know, D. Snyder is a huge Kiss fan and a huge rock fan, and he said it because it's the way he feels. I don't think he said it with an ulterior motive of getting attention, which seems to be what Paul Stanley's implying. And if you look at uh, both sides. So if you look at what uh, D. Snyder said, for example, about uh, Tommy Thayer um, impersonating Ace Frehley's stage moves, this is all true. Um, it's all accurate. So uh, the only thing for Paul Stanley to get offended about, I would think, would be that D. Snyder called it an insult that Tommy Thayer does this. So, so then that would be a matter of opinion. Uh, some people are insulted by it or don't like it. And some people, it doesn't bother them. But that would be a matter of opinion. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to take a, a, a sidebar right now, and I'd like to speak to the listeners. KISS fans, we really have to stop being worried about other people's opinions. We have to not care so much about other people's opinions. And whether this be on Facebook or whether this be on KISS FAQ or any other message board or anything like that, as if there were any other kiss message boards but uh there are people out there that have opinions just like you and just because they put them out there doesn't mean that you have to try to outwit them fight them beat them 
and destroy their opinions. As a matter of fact, i found in life that if you really don't like someone has to say, the best thing to do is not to feed it. Now we're going to go back to the discussion, but I feel that it was kind of important to say that because I've, I get tired of breaking up fights, don't you, Julian? Um, yes. I just really, <laughs> I really believe, Ken, that you need to have We're Not Gonna Take It playing in the background while you have that little uh, moment. <laughs> Absolutely. We're not going to take it anymore. Back to our discussion. BJ, where do you think Paul went too far? And where do you think D and or JJ French went too far? I don't personally think D went too far. I, I understand he used some strong language. Um, he said it was disgraceful. Um, but I would agree. If, if I was in the audience watching Tommy Thayer lean back the way Ace did or suck in his cheeks or, you know, play the sunburst and fire the rocket and sing shock me. So if I was in the audience watching that, I would have the same reaction that it was disgraceful and an insult. So I personally agree with what D Snyder said. Now, if he, he should have known that if he's going to go on Eddie Trunk's show and say it in those words, in that strong language, then, you know, he might incite a reaction. The interesting thing is, I think that D. Snyder on Eddie Trunk, I mean, this was months ago, right? So Paul Stanley chose to ignore it until Chris Jericho asked him about it. Then at that point, Paul Stanley could have said no comment, which probably would have been, probably is what he should have done in the end. Or he could have somehow defended Tommy Thayer. You know, I... Is there any defense Paul Stanley could mount to say, this is why it's okay for Tommy Thayer to try to stand on stage in the same posture, familiar posture that Ace Freely did? I don't know what defense he would mount, so instead he went on the attack on D. Snyder. So then what does the word wannabe mean? He called D. Snyder a wannabe. Does that mean D. Snyder is not talented? Is that what that means? Well, I think that he's saying that uh, Twisted Sister will never be on the same tier as Kiss. And I think that we could kind of agree on that, that maybe that is possible or that it is true that they're not. On the other hand, Kiss would want be a wannabe Beatles and or Led Zeppelin. They're not on that tier. And I right. think Paul or would when, be the first Kiss to admit out, that. Sorry, when Kiss put out Nothing Could Keep Me From You, they were a wannabe Aerosmith. <laughs> But, you know, in my opinion, Dee Snyder is incredibly talented. He's a great songwriter. He's a great singer. He's a great performer. Uh, so I want to be in terms of successful. They were successful for a time. I, you know, that, that want to be, that's a pathetic attempt at insulting Dee Snyder, when it, and it's really just meaningless. But that's the best he could do because he had no defense against what D. Snyder said 
so he just had to insult and attack D. Snyder. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been trying to reach out to the Spice Girls because I feel that they are the experts on wannabes. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna really, really, really wanna say, cause I, ah. Uh, they had their huge hit, but they have eluded my phone calls. They're, they're not returning them. So instead, we are left with Julian Gill. Julian, are Twisted Sisters a bunch of wannabes? Totally. You know, they're, they're not even on the bottom rung of what Kiss have done. Um, and let me just qualify that by saying I love the first three Twisted Sister albums, Under the Blade, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll in particular, are great rock and roll albums doing all the same thing Kiss did. But this is a band that hasn't had a, a decent studio album out since, let's see, Love is for Suckers was basically a D. Snyder solo album in 87. So the one before that was 85. Huh. Um, 30 years. Okay. They did go back in and re-record their most successful album, of course. So they haven't put out a new studio album in 30 years. They've lived on the same legacy act that uh, Kiss has been doing for the last decade. Um, but Kiss has at least put out a couple of new studio albums with those imposters, as uh, they like to call them. So, yeah, Twisted Sister kind of loses that one. I, I just want to kind of raise one point about Paul Stamen's um, I can't wait to see and hear what Mark the Animal Mendoza reacts to this, being called a buffoon. He doesn't look like someone you'd want to stamp on his toes and call him a fairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very good, very good. Was there was there something that offended you as a KISS fan that Dee said? Or was there anything that you found shocking that, that Paul said? You know, what Dee said... I, I totally get it. I, I don't have a problem with what he said. It didn't offend me personally. When you look at the job both Tommy and Eric are doing, they are imitating. I, I don't really care that Eric says he does not play like Peter Chris. He doesn't play like Eric Singer did in 1992. Let's put it that way. So, yeah, but Tommy, Tommy is up on stage doing all the acisms. You know, it isn't the stuff he did, but it's show business. And that's what. I think everyone's forgetting there is it doesn't really matter who's playing those parts. They're putting on a show and, you know, and presenting the kiss formula rather than doing anything that's so egregious that anyone needs to get upset about it to that sort of level. Mm -hmm. Should we as kiss fans be upset about what D said? Only, only if you get butt hurt really easy. BJ, should we be upset as KISS fans by anything that uh, D or JJ said? No. I'm a huge KISS fan, but I agree with what he said. But even if I didn't agree with what he said, he had every right to say it, and I don't think he said anything that was out of line. You know, if Paul Stanley thought he said something out of line, then he could have pointed out what he said and, and corrected it. Uh-huh. Uh, but since everything he said was true... Uh, there was really no way for Paul Stanley to do that. So that's why he had to go on the attack. And, you know, Julian said that Twisted Sister are wannabes. Well, they broke up like a lot of bands did. Uh, that's why they never had another album. You know, they got back together when Eddie Trunk did that uh, 9-11 benefit show. And then they have played sporadic concerts since then. But they haven't really been any kind of a um, consistent, you know, entity, uh-huh. uh, you know, they're just yeah. They play festivals. 
So that you know, the Bent Brothers thing as well. So sometimes you get the Twisted Sister show and makeup. Sometimes you get Bent Brothers with them just in street. Um, you know, they're still doing the songs that you know, just like Kiss. You know, that people want to hear. So they're doing a little bit of the circuit. They haven't done anything major. Um, you know, I accept that. I respect it. Yeah, they broke up. Um, going back to me kind of calling D a wannabe is well, what has he done outside of Twisted Sister that's been anywhere near artistically or critically successful and you know what i can't think of much i know he did that movie and i can't uh strange land yes strange yeah. and uh yeah widowmaker and i think there was another band so none of that stuff oh desperate no he, he no he hasn't but well so so then it, does art or does creativity or anything it only has merit if it's successful then or what i i don't get that i mean is paul saying that any band that didn't sell as many records as kiss every member of all of those bands have no right to have any opinions because they were not as successful as kiss i mean that's a lot of bands and a lot of people don't have a right to an opinion yeah and i'm not suggesting that's the case um i'm just saying that outside of what he had as a very successful brief period of, you know his his w window of success was very brief in twisted sister it's basically 83 84 a little bit into 85 mm -hmm. once they put out come out and play you know the show was over so you know they haven't exactly stayed around and done much to be talking about imitating other people well they've just lived on the same thing they've never tried anything new they haven't continued working as a band and obviously we understand that it happens as business but you know to then come out and criticize a band that has continued to work has continued to work around the problems of being in a band it seems a bit disingenuous hmm. interesting yeah it's uh, i personally have always enjoyed twisted sister but at this point they're doing the same thing that a lot of people uh, criticize Kiss for doing, and that is kind of living off the past, if you will. Now, sadly, the drummer for Twisted Sister passed away this 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 last year. Do we ever see a point that the band will continue on without him? Because I do believe that D has said that they will not. Correct. That's correct, from what I understand. BJ, I think that they've played that they have played without him. But didn't D say not too long ago that they would not carry on without him? I don't know if he said that or not. Kind of a final tour with uh, AJ and all of them had picked people to fill in for them if anything should occur, and that they were going to go out one last time, you know, and fulfill these dates and then call it quits. Hmm. That's that's my understanding, and uh, you know, I, I recommend people do fact check me on that. Yes.
Well, you know, I just wanted to say that, in my opinion, when Dee Snyder said these things, he was speaking only from the perspective of a KISS fan. Mm-hmm. He's a KISS fan, and he was saying, as a KISS fan, this is how I feel. He wasn't criticizing KISS for living off of what they did in the past or being a nostalgia, a nostalgia act. That has nothing to do with what he was saying. All he was saying, and, and I've said this over and over, all he was saying is that he doesn't think it's right or he can't accept Tommy and Eric dressing up like Ace and Peter. He can accept Tommy and Eric in the band uh-huh. as replacement musicians. There's only one criteria that he objects to, and it has nothing to do with anything but that which is Tommy and Eric essentially pretending to be Ace and Peter. And that's it. And well, so he, this whole that. wannabe thing has nothing to do with it. it. It doesn't matter who he is. He's a KISS man. And this is his reaction to what they've been doing for however long it's been now. Mm-hmm. Now, let me uh, spin this out here or throw this question to all of fandom and to you fine gentlemen. What if this is some sort of calculated move on all their parts to get them to be discussed? I mean, think about it. Right now, none of them are really doing anything. Paul is uh, getting ready as we speak to play Friday, to play the, the, the soul review that he's kind of putting together with Eric Singer and other people. But nothing's really going on with the exception of, what, these podcast and those, those shows that he's doing with Twisted Sister. Is it possible that this is all a publicity stunt on either of their parts? I don't think it's possible. It's a bit lame if it's Twisted Sister versus Kiss. I would say no. I I think both uh, things just happened organically. I mean, if I remember right, the the way that these Snyder comments came about is he was in Las Vegas and he saw a billboard that said Doug Aldrich of Whitesnake. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, who is this guy? What does he have to do with Whitesnake? And then I think his comments about Kiss just sort of Bubbled evolved out of that. from that conversation. And then, you know, Paul wouldn't have said anything if Chris Jericho hadn't asked him about it. So you could say Paul Stanley fed Chris Jericho the question or something because he wants to be, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they both were just talking because they were prompted by mm. something. And, you know, n- neither one of them obviously really put a lot of thought into what they said, I don't think. But I think D was speaking from a position of like it was like a passionate soliloquy, <laughs> and Paul, I think it was just an instantaneous reaction. But what is the point of of attacking D Snyder's uh, credibility as a a musician or an artist or whatever? What does that have to do with what D Snyder said? Well, I I think part of what D Snyder says that does, you know, kind of aggravate is the tribute band membership of Tommy Thayer that he draws attention to. He, mm-hmm. Like he's suggesting that just because Tommy was once in Cold Gin that he has no right whatsoever to don the makeup on Kiss's hallowed stage. You know, if you cross that line out of what the comments that are posted up on, uh, on Blabbermouth, it, it, it just makes it even more pathetic, really, because it's just... Well, so what? What's that got to do with anything? When we go back to Whitesnake and him getting annoyed at, you know, Doug Aldrich, ex-Whitesnake, you know, just because he's ignorant about Whitesnake's history, you know, so some people, if you put Mickey Moody, ex-Whitesnake, that's going to mean something to them. Bernie Marsden, ex-Whitesnake, Steve Vai, 
you know, it all depends when you were aware of the band. Uh -huh. So, you know, his comments about Doug Aldrich, who had been in the band for what, you know, a good, you know, nearly a decade, I think it was, when he uh, finally left, it was just really ignorant on his side. So yeah, that they were they were dumb, but he also has acknowledged that since and apologized for it. Well, maybe he'll but, be apologizing about the comments about Tommy next week. You know, well, you know. No, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he backtracks once, you know, maybe he'll backtrack again. But you know, what? I do agree with what you said that uh, Paul's response wasn't exactly very well thought out. But then again, uh, as the great Matt Porter said yesterday, you know, it's kind of weird. You listen to the entire. Uh, Jericho interview with Paul and out of the whole episode it's the only line people are talking about one sentence basically well and because you know you know how D Snyder's going to react <laughs> that, that's a given uh, so and he did I, react yeah, correct I mean, the, after Paul said it then it was just going to be shit stirs we're just going to start stirring the shit I mean that was just a given I think uh -huh. So blame Eddie Trunk again. <laughs> Poor Eddie. Um, yesterday, D. Snyder released the following open letter in response to Paul Stanley's comments. Dear Paul, First off, thanks for giving me the attention I, as you noted, so desperately wanted. Now, I've always had nothing but respect for your band, and you as a performer, but it really comes as no surprise that the feeling isn't mutual. For some reason, you are oddly threatened by me. This said, your recent comments about my band and I on Chris Jericho's podcast was a typical diversionary tactic used in an attempt to change the subject rather than answer the actual accusation or question. It's the oldest interviewing trick in the book. As far as my, quote, whole band being a bunch of buffoons goes, that's a pretty ironic statement coming from you. The argument could easily be made that Kiss is the king of the buffoons. So in an odd way, you've paid Twisted Sister quite a compliment. It takes one to know one. Lastly, on the subject of me being a wannabe, do you really think so? Well then, any time, any stage, and let's do this old school. No costumes, no pyro, no bullshit. Let's just get up there and rock. I will bury you, son. Sincerely, the attention-getting wannabe lead buffoon of Twisted Sister, D. Snyder. P.S. Did I mention that I'm clean, sober, razor sharp, and fully capable of defending myself from any kind of lame attack? Just ask Al Gore. So We've just regressed to second grade. Yeah. <laughs> so are they going to have a sing-off? What are they going to do? You know? They're going to stab each other with crayons. <laughs> it's time for MTV to come back with Celebrity Deathmatch. BJ, your thoughts on D. Snyder's open letter in response to Paul Stanley's comments? Almost all of it is really dumb. <laughs> that would be my response. I agree, I agree with the diversionary part, and the rest of it is stupid. <laughs> I don't think Paul Stanley is oddly threatened by him. Uh, Collie kiss a bunch of buffoons. The king of the buffoons. And the take one to know, takes one to know online is just him trying to be clever. But uh, it's all a bunch of, it's all dumb, except for the part about what Paul said being diversionary and, you know, avoiding... The argument, but as people have said, you know, Paul Stanley spent enough, enough time defending Kiss, and why would he bother reiterating it again? I, I can see that. So what he should have said on Chris Jericho is no comment. Yeah, I don't need to dignify what Dee Snyder said. That's all. He, that's what he should have done. 
it does look like he's avoiding the subject, which I guess he is, but you, you couldn't blame him for why would I, why am I going to go into this again? In the end, I think the, or D. Snyder's original comments were heartfelt and his honest opinion as a KISS fan. And, you know, I don't think he did anything wrong in saying it necessarily, except maybe the way he worded it. But, you know, Paul Stanley's comments on Chris Jericho are just completely idiotic. And then D. Snyder's response is probably more idiotic. So, you know, this will probably be the end of it. But, <laughs> you know, for entertainment's sake, hopefully not. Uh-huh. Well, I guess this kind of shoots in the ass the uh, Kiss Twisted Sister tour we had mentioned at one point. <laughs> Would you have liked to seen that uh, show, Julian? I'd rather see Kiss tour Twisted Sister than Poison any day of the week. Aha. BJ? Uh, Face and Peter were back. <laughs> oh, you silly boy. You know, um, if, if it was a uh, Kiss with Tommy and Eric, I'd probably leave after Twisted Sister, but if it was cheap enough, maybe I'd go... Wow, wow, wow. So it's it's just very sad to me that these guys couldn't have worked this out over a phone call or something. You know, on the other hand, D has a right to comment on anything he wants, as does Paul. But you shouldn't, like, mess with someone's business. That's one thing I'll say in defense of, of Paul's side of it, is that when someone starts slagging your business, you know, Paul should not tell Twisted Sister how to run their business, and Twisted, Shis Twisted Sister shouldn't tell Kiss how to run theirs. That's just, you know, the way it is. I think it's sad because, to me, this just brings out the worst in all of us, whether it be the fans or the bands themselves. I mean, I like I like both of these bands, and it, it makes me want to, like, say, stop, ladies, you're both pretty. You know what I mean? What are they fighting for? They both have their legacies intact. It's I not mean, like really, this is going to ruin them. To really say, what would Ronnie James Dio be saying to you two right now? I mean, <laughs> come on. What would he be saying? What would he be thinking about this childishness? You know, devil's horns. Come on, guys. Right. When really, D should just look at Paul and say, I want to rock. And Paul should look at D and say, I want to rock and roll night and party every day. I think that there's still a way that these two could reach mutual understanding. BJ, your thoughts? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I don't think there would be a mutual understanding going on. You know, that's not... I don't think either of them have that kind of personality. I mean, once Paul... Because what Paul said was really insulting uh, to Twisted Sister and to Dee Snyder. And Dee Snyder, it's, <laughs> it's going to take a lot for him to forgive that. Just because knowing, you know, D. Snyder's personality. But but I would just reiterate, because this it always gets skewed, but you can see from D's comments there's only one thing he's complaining about, and that's Tommy and Eric in Ace and Peter's makeup and costumes, and also, you know, the stage moves and but he's not saying Kiss should should not have continued without Ace and Peter. You know, he's not saying Kiss should not have replaced them with musicians. He's only complaining about one specific aspect of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people always conveniently ignore about it. Any thoughts on that, Julian? Yeah, but he's complaining about it 13 years after the fact. You know, so it's the broken record that Kiss, us fans, have heard over and over and over. 
And it's also happened in Eddie Trunk's Playground, which just makes it very dubious, shall we say, um, of how it just organically came about. So obviously I haven't listened to the whole Eddie Trunk show um, for the original source of his comments, nor do I want to, to be honest. But it, it just seems a little bit too convenient that Eddie Trunk's in the playground and Dee's throwing stones about a subject that we know Eddie's all butthurt about and has gone on about. And I really don't think, Eddie, that this is the way to get Paul on the show. It's just not going you know, <laughs> to... It's just not helping the Seriously, don't you think at times that that's the whole point of this? It's like, okay, Kiss, you won't play with me, I'll force you to... You know, it's, it's almost like he, Eddie Trunk is being uh, Devereaux. Totally. Well, you know, Julian is completely right. It's old news, and uh, people are completely justified in being sick of hearing about it. But, you know, it just goes to show how, you know, fans of bands, especially uh, fans of bands like Kiss, it's really important to them, and they feel very strongly about it. Uh, you know, and, you know, I come, at it from, from, I come at it from the perspective of the artistic elements and the creativity and really uh, loving and appreciating what a band is. And so it's just something that's really important to me and I feel strongly about. So that doesn't really go away just because it's been 13 years that they've been doing it. But I also completely relate to the idea that, yeah, but we've heard it before and you're not going to change it by complaining about it. So, Well, that's true. That's true. See, me, I'm kind of stuck in the middle because... I've enjoyed KISS and what they continue to do and the moment that I kind of stop I'll pull back and eventually fall out of it. So Yeah, it's this is this is a sad day for rock and roll to me. And I like it better when our made made up heroes can get along with one another, party all night and rock and roll, be the bad boys of rock and roll and all that sort of stuff. By the way, as we record this, we'd like to wish Kiss Alive a happy 40th birthday. The, I feel it's the best live record ever, and I love it. So if you felt that we were negative at all, we're just having a little fun and a nice discussion. Don't be afraid of opinions. And if you're too butthurt or bummed out, one or the other, fire up Kiss Alive. Or listen to The Kiss Room with Matt Porter or the Rock and Roll podcast with BJ Cramp, or the fabulous Kiss FAQ podcast. Julian, can you tell folks where they can find you? We can be found on Facebook, or just come straight over to the 
the cesspit over at kissfaq.com. Fantastic. BJ, anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh, I think I've said plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope that you, if you were a fan of Twisted Sister before this, we hope that you're still a fan of Twisted Sister. If you're a fan I of love Kiss, Twisted Sister. Exactly. And if, and if you were a fan of Kiss, I'm surprised you would be listening to this program any other way, but if you like Kiss, Please, please forgive these guys. They're rock stars. They're not grown-up adults all the time. They're uh, emotionally stunted. Yeah. So we we love them both. Guys, get together. Put the boxing gloves away. The Star Child, the Widowmaker. Let's see that tour. I actually want to see them tour together. I'd like to see Eddie Tronkey's words along with the donuts. I shouldn't say that. That was bad. Remove that. Huzzah! All right. Well, we look forward to having you join us on the next episode of the podcast or the next episode of the Kiss Fact FAQ. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, BJ. And thank you, Ken. We'll see you on the next show.
And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulik, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, Thank you for listening to Podcast, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Rock and roll and vinyl are meant to go together. <laughs> like drummers and strippers. <laughs> That's right. So maybe it's time to hop on down to your local record store and go digging for some lost gems on vinyl. And that's exactly what we do here at the Shabby Road Record Show. We pick selections from our own personal record collections, and then we discuss the songs, the artists, the albums, and the stories about the music that you may have never heard. And there's nothing more fun than listening to two knuckleheads spinning vinyl and talking music. So dive on into the five-star rated podcast, The Shabby Road Record Show. You can subscribe for free on iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher, where there's a new episode released every Tuesday. Also, you can find us on Facebook and at our website, ShabbyRoadRecordShow.com. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Havnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. You wanted the best, you got the best. And if you want the hottest show on Monco Radio, Join us in the Kiss Room. The Kiss Room is a monthly radio broadcast celebrating the hottest band in the world. Kiss! It's your place for all things Kiss and some. For broadcast dates and all information, go to thekissroom.com. The Kiss Room broadcasts live and worldwide on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Rock and roll and vinyl are meant to go together. <laughs> like drummers and strippers. <laughs> That's right. So maybe it's time to hop on down to your local record store and go digging for some lost gems on vinyl. And that's exactly what we do here at the Shabby Road Record Show. We pick selections from our own personal record collections, and then we discuss the songs, the artists, the albums, and the stories about the music that you may have never heard. And there's nothing more fun than listening to two knuckleheads spinning vinyl and talking music. So dive on into the five-star rated podcast, The Shabby Road Record Show. 
You can subscribe for free on iTunes, Spreaker, and Stitcher, where there's a new episode released every Tuesday. Also, you can find us on Facebook and on our website, ShabbyRoadRecordShow.com. Hey, this is Nick, co-host of the Pod of Thunder, the only Kiss podcast that breaks down the entire Kiss song catalog one track at a time. Every week we have a new song chosen at random and we do our best to analyze it. We talk about Kiss-related topics and non-Kiss-related topics, all the while trying not to kill each other. If you like the sound of that, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and especially on iTunes. Pod of Thunder! This is a really big moment. Hey everybody, I'm Cassius, host of the Cassius Moore Show, and I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about the podcast. My show is kind of like the melting pot where all things collide. I've got musical content, including album roundtables and playlists of all different genres, solo shows about my personal life, and interviews with anybody you can imagine. I've had Marty Friedman, plus Danko Jones, and even Brian Redband of Death Squad Studios and the Joe Rogan Experience. So if you want to check out the show, head over to thatreporterkid.com or look up Cassius Morris on iTunes. History Science Theater. The most civilized? Yeah. Oh, f***. <laughs> oh, f***. <laughs> Come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene with like, a, with like a wash tub bath. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> And serious. No, wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're going to come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss Podcast on the web. History Science Theater. We bust balls because we care. Hey, everybody. I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... <laughs> You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week, me and my crew will bring you the Kiss News of the Week. Look at us as kind of a Kiss version of Meet the Press. Your source for Kiss news every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting Podkissed, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Hello, hello, this is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. It's time for some Cheap Talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Their mommy's all right, their daddies are all right, they just seem a little weird. They even got their Kiss records out. This is Ken from the Podkiss. Join me and BJ Cram as we talk about four great guys, three great chords. Cheap Trick. 
If you're a KISS fan, chances are you've checked them out. So please check out our show, Cheap Talk with Trick Chat, available for now in the podcast feed. Keep cheap trickin'. And yeah. I believe Paul Anka owns my way, actually. Yeah, yeah, but Lane. we we, we want to let people know that Paul Anka owns the Frank Sinatra uh, signature song, if you will, My Way, not the Kiss version. So we don't want people thinking that's what <laughs> so we're So we're not going to get a cover of Paul Anka singing the Kiss wouldn't version it, of the yeah. song. Wouldn't it have been funny if Frank Sinatra had actually covered this My Way as well? That would have been great. <laughs> oh, the heat is on. And my <laughs> back is against the wall. My way. You know, it's song. tough to be strong. In a world that makes you crawl. Oh, I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to give up in the fight. Because after the battle is done, all you've got left is your pride. I'm going to talk like I talk. Walk like I walk. It's my way. I'm going to go where I go. Ain't saying no. It's my way. Put that thing up on iTunes and I will buy it. Okay. <laughs> the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack covers "My Way" by Kiss. <laughs> I, we need a whole segment. Uh, Frank Sinatra sings "Kiss." That was really good. Oh, it was. Really good. <laughs> but like, uh, right off the top of your head, I, I'm impressed. Me, you ready, Daffy? Ready when you are, Mister Ethren. Me, this time. Try to put some emotion into it. Oh, so it's the motion you want, eh? Well, brother, it's the motion you're gonna get. Roll the tape! This'll be a brilliant addition to the Duck Destroyer album. Beth, I hear you calling. But I can't come home right now. Me and the boys are playing, and we just can't find the sound. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you. I think I hear them calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? Beth, what can I do? You say you feel so empty That our house just ain't a home And I'm always somewhere else And you're always there alone Just a few more hours And I'll be right home to you I think I hear them calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? Oh, Beth, what can I do? Daffy, just what in tarnation do you think you're doing? It's time for my drum solo. No drum solo. No drum solo? But I'm the cat duck! The fans expect a drum solo! You can be replaced, Daffy. Oh, don't bother. I'm gonna quit right after the Shandy video anyway. Can we get back to the song, please? Spoil sport. <laughs> Beth, I know you're lonely. 
And I hope you'll be all right Cause me and the boys will be playing All night Well, how was that? Me, you, sir, are a powerful and attractive duck. And you're despicable. <laughs>